Welcome to the Good News Mama podcast, a place to get in touch with other mamas, share the load, and know the Lord. Here we aim to lift each other up in the good news of Jesus and the laughter that comes with motherhood. We are a community of mamas just trying to keep the main thing the main thing. I'm your host, Lynn Carter. And each time you tune in, I pray you're encouraged and that you leave challenged and breathe a sigh of relief that you are understood. We were not meant to do life alone, Mama. Thanks for joining in. Let's do this and let's share the good news. Hey, Mamas. It's so good to be back. I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys today. I'm usually pretty excited because most of the time, What I'm sharing is something that's happening right now in my life, and I'm hoping that it comes to you as real and as relevant and as raw as it is to me in this moment. So maybe it'll meet you where you're at. I pray that it does. I've been praying this morning that God would use me as his mouthpiece, his instrument for his goodness and for his word and gospel to be shared. So I say all this because my thoughts today might be a little jumbled and a little weird, but I just want to kind of walk you through my morning and what God did in me today. And so the title of this episode is called Pray It Out Loud, okay? And there's a few reasons why I chose this, but I'll just kind of walk you through what was happening to me this morning, and then hopefully you can have a couple takeaways for yourself in your own prayer life. So to be quite honest, my prayer life is pretty minimal. It's not what I want it to be. It's something that I really want to put more time into because I know God's called me to it in faithfulness and in obedience and to intercede for other people. And so this episode was in the making a couple weeks ago and I didn't even know it, but um, it happened one night. I was just sitting up in bed before I went to sleep and my heart just felt so heavy. And I don't know if you've ever journaled before. I do sometimes Um, I've always found it to be helpful and inspiring and impactful in my walk because things, I promise you, I do not understand it, okay? It does not make sense to me, but I promise you that things come out of this pen that you did not know were inside of you when you journal, okay? So that's one of the reasons that I entitled this Pray It Out Loud. Another reason is because my memory is not worth two cents. So if I don't write it down, the chances of me remembering and actually looking back and seeing how God worked is very minimal. Okay, so I do notice in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, they have like different um, things erected like with stones and like places to remember and things like visuals to remember by. And I feel like the written word the Bible and our written word when we're writing out our thoughts and prayers are so powerful and letting God speak to us. And in this case, showing me themes and just empowering my spirit. And I just felt like, man, I know this is what God wants me to share with my listeners. So hang with me as I try to work my way through this in a sensible fashion. But uh, about a week, week and a half ago, God just had me, my spirit was in turmoil, and it had to do with another killing, another shooting, another innocent life taken, Um, and there's been so many lately, but my heart was just so heavy, and I just started writing, and I was just going to share with you a couple of things that I wrote, because sometimes I feel like when we're thinking about, what am I going to write? I don't know the first thing to write. It's okay. You don't have to have a plan. (gasps) Gasp. Oh my gosh. As a mom, we don't have to have a plan, right? You literally don't have to have a plan. You just have to pick up the pen, okay? So, 
this is what I wrote. It was 10 o'clock at night. I said, this word, this holy word, it's a bomb to my aching heart. So much flooding my mind. I don't even know where to turn to in the word. Okay. So I just sat there. I just sat there with an open heart and an open mind, distractions aside. God, what do you want to show me? And I said, Lord, open your word to me. Let me know, lead me to the truth that you want me to know right now in this moment. And he led me to 2 John verse 6. And it says, And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. His command is that you walk in love. And it just got me thinking about, like, what is love? Love is standing in the gap for somebody else. Love is being the hands and feet of Jesus. Love is taking this time, this precious time that we've been given, and freely giving it away in prayer, in time devoted to others, to uplift them, to go before God with them on our hearts. And so God just showed me that in that time that I had with him, in that brief moment, and made me journal some things about what does it mean standing in the gap. You know, I have other random thoughts just kind of bullet pointed out, but I just ended that time with God saying, Lord, who would you have me to intercede for? And I wrote down friends, family, strangers, neighbors, and the church. And I just kind of put it away and went to bed. And I committed to getting up the next morning and spending time in the Word. Like, I felt like God was calling me to do. Like, who is willing to stand in the gap? Who is willing to intercede? And, you know, through reading and through that time that I had, you know, God reminded me of all the different prophets that He sent to share His message and how so many of them did not want to go to the people because they were fed up. They were fed up with those people. And it just made me think about God, like, the the prophets knew that God was going to be merciful to these people if they repented. And some of them didn't even want to tell them that because they were so mad at how the people were acting that they didn't feel like the people were worthy. Okay. But that wasn't their decision. Um, and so when we humble ourselves and are obedient to what God's calling us to do, God will do a work in us, whether we agree necessarily with that work or not. It is not for us to decide the right or the wrong behind somebody else's motives or actions or mistakes or anything. It is not, no matter how hurtful it may have been to us or those we love. And so I woke up the next morning and I wrote down, I looked at my list, I looked at what I had written the night before and I was like, huh, I noticed that enemies were not on that list, right? And the Bible is full of pray for your enemies, pray for those that persecute you and despise you, you know, for my namesake. And I just thought to myself, oh my gosh. And then I thought, oh, I can't really think of who I would consider enemies, you know, in this world. I don't really have anybody that I'm like, that, that's my enemy. And, you know, but right now, like as I was writing this and I wrote down, the Spirit said, enemies of the gospel, people that do not believe in this word, people that are attacking our faith, people in America right now that are challenging Christ as Lord and King and and brushing up against us and saying, you shouldn't be talking about your faith. What you're saying isn't true. Getting all the backlash about standing on the word and what Jesus did for us and came to do for everyone, for those who believe. And so, um, and for those who repent and turn to him, that was a big thing in, in my heart this morning, which I'll get to that about repentance. But, um, 
I was thinking of those who uphold, and I wrote this down, I'm thinking of those who uphold their own way of life and standards above the Lord's way and His commands. And no wonder some prophets got tired of telling people to turn back to God, like the people were outright rejecting the truth in God's way. And I said, Lord, I just ended with a little prayer. Give me a heart for those who do not see you as you, who don't see you as I am, and all-powerful, and Lord of all, and merciful Father, and loving Savior, and friend that is faithful to the end. And that was it. So it wasn't this elaborate hours in the word. It was a brief moment in time. I just said, and I've mentioned this in another episode, to have just 15 minutes of quiet before the Lord and let him speak to you. I can think of a million things that I need to do when I wake up. Literally, I'm like, it's go time. This morning, boys, it's go time. We got, time doesn't stop for anybody. We got this schedule. We got our poster that says, nighttime routine, morning routine. Okay. Where are you at on this routine? Like I'm giving you a visual. I'm helping guide you through the steps of what you have to do to get out the door. And it's so funny because I I don't sit here and like think that I've got to have this huge chunk of time when God is just saying, just sit, just be still before me and let me speak to you. And that's what he did in that short amount of time. And it came back the verse again about, and this is love that you walk in my commands and I command you that you love. And as I was writing out some other prayers and praying for Ben and praying for the boys and everything, I just, I realized, you know, the themes in that praying for my enemies and pray for those that persecute you. And then, you know, I didn't come back to this for a few days. And then just last night, as I'm scrolling through Facebook, because I'm not praying like I need to, but I have time for social media. So, Anyway, as I'm sitting there looking at Facebook for the first time ever, which how many times do we see the same ads over and over again? For the first time ever, I see an ad for Voice of the Martyrs. And it's got the um, uh, plug for the book, Tortured for Christ. And it's actually, they've turned it into a movie. And now this is something that I learned about almost 20 years ago. I cannot believe it's been that long. I'm definitely aging myself when I say that. But 20 years ago-ish, I was at an FCA leadership camp early college days, or excuse me, high schoolish time before I started college. And I remember hearing Bruce Ashford talk about uh, Richard Wormbrand and what it really meant to be persecuted and how basically we're all lightweights in the Christian faith when it comes to persecution. We really don't know in America what it is to be persecuted. We think we do, and sometimes our feelings get hurt. Oh, poor, poor us. But we don't, we have not physically suffered for the gospel, the way that our brothers and sisters are across this world. And it really shook me the way that this book went in depth. It's actually at the time it was a free resource that you could get online. And I got the book and I read it and it it broke me. And seeing this again, and I watched that video last night, it was about an hour long. And I remembered some of the things from the book as it was going through the video. And That man, Richard Wormbrand, literally in prison is praying for his enemies, the ones that are sitting there beating and torturing him. He's praying for them, y'all. He's praying for them. He gets beat every time he prays. They come back to beat him when they hear him pray. And they're finally like, do you not understand? Why do you keep praying to this God that doesn't hear you and you keep getting beat? What, What makes you keep praying? And he said, I'm praying for you. <laughs> and that men- that mentality and that mindset shift, it was just so humbling and so eye-opening at the same time. It was, do I have that kind of love? Do I walk in that kind of love? And so 
I'm going to get to the point about pray it out loud (laughs) in just a little bit. But what I was doing was this morning, because I wrote down and because I was writing my prayers out loud in written form and things that God was sharing with me, I was able to see how God was calling me with the original message to stand in the gap, to be an intercessor. And I didn't know who for necessarily, but I wrote down some ideas. The next morning, he showed me, man, you left out your enemies. You didn't put your enemies on there. And then he showed me, uh, you know, days later, this video about being persecuted and praying for your enemies. And I just saw the theme that was going there. And I would have missed that, y'all. I would have missed it if I wasn't paying attention to what God was doing and really spending time with him. And so as I was doing that and as I was like getting ready for the day, and this is, you know, boys are gone, kids are at school, um, being watched, I should say. And they're, you know, I'm having this time by myself and I'm in the bathroom putting on makeup, which I don't do because when I work and being at home, I just don't put makeup on. So I was feeling fresh. I was getting ready, supposedly. I said, I'm going to put on a worship song. So I put on one of Ben's favorite worship songs, which is Your Great Grace by Matt Redman. And I literally had to put my makeup down. I started bawling. God just got me, y'all. It just the spirit came on me and I just I turned around and I looked and God just said, You need to pray right now. And as that I was worshiping, that worship turned into prayer and it was praying out loud and it was walking around my house and it was claiming this house and the things that will happen in this house for the name of Jesus. And it was just speaking truth and it was and I feel just <laughs> in motion right now thinking about that and and walking outside and looking like a crazy person and walking around my yard and walking around my brother in law's yard that praying over there not even there yet house that they don't even know I'm praying for that God is telling me pray there's going to be massive impact and massive change I want you to pray I want you to believe this I want you to keep praying for this and do you know what I read in the Bible uh just moments before that and didn't really know like I, I, I had no idea why I even went to that particular chapter but it was in Luke and it was chapter 18 and it was about the persistent widow and it was talking about how she was so persistent that even the ruler that wasn't a Christian, that didn't believe in right or wrong, that didn't even care about her outcome, finally gave her what she asked for because she was so persistent and relentless. And, and then it said, how much more is God going to give you what you ask for when he is a just and loving God? And he does want to give the, what it, God's people are asking when they're asking in the right, when they're asking with the right motives. And... It just opened my eyes again because it was just more evidence that, you know, and the study Bible had a little commentary that that God is not like that other ruler. Like he, we don't have to keep asking and badgering him. Like he wants us to give it to him. He wants us to ask in faithfulness and in obedience. And um, at the end of that verse, it said, uh, it was verse eight. It said, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly talking about God. And this is Jesus talking, you know, he's saying, you know, I tell you that he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And that's faith that perseveres in prayer and loyalty. And when we pray out loud, I can tell you right now, my mind, <laughs> my mind is going all the time. It's not really necessarily like on repeat with the same things. There's just a lot of things going in it. It's not really like contemplating all the, you know, higher philosophical thoughts. Sometimes it's just 
it's just going and it, it literally feels like the radio's on. Like sometimes I don't even have the radio on, but it feels like I'm listening to the radio because my thoughts are just going. And I thought about that and I thought about the times I've prayed quietly and prayed to myself. And I've thought about what that does for my spirit versus praying out loud and writing prayers and believing things. And when I was walking around, let me tell you, when I was walking around this house and holding my Bible and praying and believing for the things that God is going to do in this house, in this county, in this home, the families that are going to be impacted from my obedience to what he's calling me to do, my spirit was moved. I was crying. I was shouting. I was jumping. Y'all, that is the type of thing that stirs our spirits, not just in some like feel good way, but like in a, in a surrender way that is saying, God, use me. Here's my body. Here's my mind. Here's my soul. Have it right now, fully in prayer. Open my heart and my mind to the things that you want to come out of me. Like I had so much in me to say today and had no idea how I was going to even organize my thoughts. And they're still not that organized, by the way, but at least they're getting out there. And that's what God has asked me to do. That's what God has asked you to do. God has asked you just to walk in obedience, to walk like he said, and I command my command is that you walk in love. And I wanted to challenge you today. How are you walking in love? How are you showing God your your prayers and your loyalty and your commitment to him and his word and his will? Are you spending even 15 minutes quietly before him? I'm challenging myself to do that as I say this to you. Listen, there is so much imposter syndrome that goes on when you're doing something like what I'm doing. When you know you have a platform, I looked at the stats today and literally today there's been 4,000 downloads. To me, that is like a billion people in China. Okay. 4,000 people have listened to this podcast. It is not huge by any means, but if I had 4,000 people in a room right now, do you know the message they would be hearing if they heard this word? Do you know the lives that would be changed if they knew what God is calling them to and the power and the authority that they have in Jesus Christ? Do you know what would be happening right now in our homes, in our cities, in our country, in this world, if we would embrace that God-given authority and power through Jesus Christ, like it is blowing me up right now just thinking about it. And I just want you guys to know you have and you carry that same authority. As Christian believers, as followers of Christ, He has given us everything we need. He's given us a mouthpiece, y'all. He's given us a life to live and to shine bright. And I just thought about it today and I was like, man, what if I had prayed that prayer to myself? Would God have heard it? Of course. But what did God do by making, by putting my voice to that prayer, by putting my feet and my legs to that? And over and over, I kept hearing him say, Lynn, stop thinking and dreaming and start moving and shaking. That is literally what I kept hearing him say over and over. Y'all, I can think it to death. I promise you, I can dream it to death. My thoughts, like I said, are going nonstop. And so when God said, I want you to stop thinking, I want you to stop dreaming, which not saying those things are bad, right? But they had left me paralyzed. They had left me on this hamster wheel and I didn't know when to get off or how to get off. And so that's gonna look like a shift into this new boldness that I felt God give me earlier this year. And I've been embracing time with my boys and time with Ben and and appreciating my job and appreciating you know the calling that God has in my life and, and enjoying that time, but I need to be moving and shaking. And so that's what I wanted to challenge 
you all in in your life? What area in your life can you be moving and shaking and praying and believing? Because God has so many big things he wants to do. Y'all, for your children right now, I encourage you, just stop what you're doing and pray for them. Pray for them individually. When I started praying for my oldest child, I started with him. I called him by name. I called out attributes that I see that are in him. I started declaring things. I started rebuking the devil trying to have a presence in his life. I started, you know, there was an incident that happened at his school where other children are just making other choices and he had to stand up and say, I'm not doing what you're saying. And he had to go and tell the teacher because he knew that it was right and he knew it was the truth. And those little seeds that you're planting, mama, those little things that you're wanting and believing for in your children and their salvation, they're growing. You're planting them they're growing. Keep watering, keep nurturing, keep praying, keep asking God in faith and belief that he's going to do big things in their lives, that he is going to cause enormous change in the world around them because of their obedience, because of their salvation in Jesus, and how they're going to share that with other people, just like you've been sharing with them and with the people around you. And, you know, I was convicted last night. It is so easy for me to sit right here and talk to this microphone. It is so easy for me to think, man, I hope this really helps the faith-filled mama that already knows Jesus. But what about the people that don't? What about the challenge there is to evangelize, to talk to people that don't know Jesus? It's because of me. It's because of what I've allowed myself to believe about myself. And so I just want to encourage you that it has nothing to do with our fears. All they're going to do is hold us back, and they're going to sabotage us, and they're going to try to make us paralyzed and ineffective for the gospel. I'm going to think something to death. I'm going to plan it out so it's perfect. And perfection, it kills progress. And so I just want you to say, whatever messiness it looks like now, whatever frustration you've got going on, I've, I've already prayed. I've already prayed for you this morning. And I want you to know that God wants you to surrender to Him and to start moving and shaking for Him. And so the two things that I could ask you to do from this is to get still before God and to write out your prayers or speak out your prayers. It feels weird. At first, it feels like, okay, if somebody sees me, what are they going to think? Well, you know what? They're going to think, man, I wish I had what they had. Man, there's something in their life that's convicting them to do that. That must be something worth believing. So it's not saying you you, you have to get on a stage and, and act a certain way or jump around or anything like that, but I was thinking about what those cars are thinking about driving by looking at me waving my hands and walking around this property. And I thought, you know what? It doesn't even matter because God is so powerful in this moment in my life right now. I know what I believe and what I stand on and what he's going to do. And as fast as I'm talking right now, that's as fast as I was praying. God was just flooding my spirit with it. And so he wants to do that with you. If you're listening to this and you're like, I have no idea how to pray. I have no idea where to start. Just pick up your pen and start writing things down. Just ask God to give you the words. Did you know the Bible says that the Spirit intercedes for us with groanings when we do not have the words, things that we do not even understand? Just God, it's like you're trying to uh, you're trying to, uh, you know, get something out and you know it's in there. You just don't know how to say it, but you know that, that you want to give it to God. And literally the Bible says He will intercede for us with groanings and words that we do not understand. So, I just want to encourage you. I I hope that this was something that inspires you in a way that is pushing you forward and allowing you to get out of your comfort zone and to just start doing this and to watch what God will do in your life, to watch Him give more of Himself to you, to watch 
people and families and lives change because of your obedience, because of your generosity, because of the time that you're giving, spending in prayer. So I just want to pray for you to finish this out. Thank you guys for being here and listening to this. And if you feel led, share it with somebody that needs to hear it because the Lord know my soul needed it this morning. And I feel like I'm on cloud nine for just knowing what he's doing and knowing that I'm being obedient in that and I'm going to do what he's called me to do. So let me pray for you, mamas. I love y'all so much. Thank you for spending this time with me. God, thank you for the mamas listening to this message. Lord, you know my heart was just so full. You know I had so much to say and not sure what to say it. But God, your spirit just makes a way. It opens up the door. Lord, the people that you have prepared for us to speak, to shine, to be a light to, Lord, help open our eyes to those people. God, they're waiting. They're wanting. They're seeking. They're looking, and they don't even know for what. But we do. We've got that message inside of us, God. We've got that treasure in jars of clay. Let us let it out and share it with them. God, let us give them the truth that is you, that is Jesus Christ, that is your spirit, that is full of hope, that is full of life, that is an eternity of being with you and in your glory and in your joy and the fullness of life on this side of heaven that is there. I thank you for that, God. Like You've given us so much, and we have it at our fingertips, at our disposal, and we don't even know it. So God, I just pray by your spirit you'd open the eyes of these mamas. I pray that they would know the truth because the truth is you. You are the truth. There is undoubtedly no other truth than you. It is your word. You are the word. Your Bible tells us that, God. Your spirit you want to get your word and get your spirit in us to the point where it's just flowing out of us like sweat, God. It's just dripping off of us. It's just shining bright. It's it's just, it's so real and and relatable to people because it's what they need. They, they need that peace and they need that Holy Spirit in their life. And I just pray that you would make yourself real to them. Lord, that you would break every stronghold, that you would put to, get, to, put to bay every imposter syndrome, every thought that tries to come in and derail them and make them inactive and unaffected for you. I pray that for my life as well. God, just conquer the things, the fears in me. Help me to stand on the victory that I have in Jesus and to know that all the other things, people's opinions, things that don't matter, um, let that all fall to the side, God, and just give me more of you. Give me more of your approval. Give me more of your well done. Let me know what it is to please you and what that looks like for you. And I pray that for these mamas right now, and I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Until next time, mamas, thank you so much. I love you, and I pray God keep you safe and keep you moving and shaking for Him. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Good News Mama. If you did, please leave me a review on iTunes. A five-star review is best, and hit subscribe. Share with your friends on Instagram and Facebook. Please email me at lynn at goodnewsmama.com. You know I love questions. I love feedback. I want to know what you want to know. We're going to talk about what means something to you. So let's hear it. Follow me on Instagram at goodnewsmamas. That's mamas with an S. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Keep your head up. Keep your heart humble. And share that good news.